Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, Eric, let's play a little fact or fiction here on the show. I've got a few statements here. You let us know if they're fact, fiction, possibly why. And I know, of course, when it comes to having conversations about some of this financial stuff, a lot of times the answer winds up being it depends. So we'll do our best as we can to try to see if we can at least get these to fall one way or the other. All right, Social Security. Your Social Security is taxable. Fact or fiction? That is a fact, but it may not be taxable. So it really, it depends on your other sources of income. So... What happens is when you claim Social Security, you're now going to go through a provisional income calculation. It doesn't happen until you um, actually go on Social Security. So you don't see this yet. What provisional income is, is determine how much of your Social Security is subject to income tax. So could be zero, could be up to 50%, could be up to 85%. It's kind of a sliding scale based on how the calculation comes out. So depending on where your other income is coming from, you take all your other sources of income. So it's if you're working, if you have dividends, capital gains, uh, distributions from IRAs, pension, farm rent, all that kind of stuff, and then one half of your Social Security. So that goes over a certain level when you're married or a certain level when you're single, then your Social Security starts becoming taxable, okay? The max is 85%. So they don't take all of it or they don't tax all of it, but up to 85% of it will be subject to tax. So this is really key if you think about if you had all your money in, let's say, Roth accounts, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, when you take distributions from those, those don't go into that calculation. So you could have a high level of income and pay no income tax. So it's one of the keys about uh, retirement planning is keeping your Social Security from becoming taxable by being able to take money from other accounts. What this really hits people is people that have pensions, okay? Because a pension is great. Everyone loves a pension like the income for life, but it gives you no tax flexibility. And so people have big pensions. They're subject to this um, provisional income calculation. Their Social Security is always going to be taxable. Those of you that just have, let's say, 401ks and IRAs, you actually have some time that you can plan and maybe get in a position where you won't pay tax on your Social Security. So the fact is it will be subject to income tax, but the, but the fiction part is it's not for everybody. Not everyone pays tax on their Social Security if they do things right. Okay, so that is our first one here. We're talking about fact or fiction. Let's see what else we've got here. And maybe I should have, to make that easier, it could have been your Social Security can be taxable, right? That's that yeah, have been a better yeah. way to put that. One uh, one letter or one word can change. Can, can change, change a lot. Exactly, quickly. exactly. Your taxes will likely be lower in retirement. Fact or fiction? That is fiction, but it could be fact. So it <laughs> <laughs> kind of depends. The fiction is that that that's what has um, caused people or or was the. Uh, the main reason why people go into these qualified plans, you know, hey, you're going to pay less tax in retirement, which actually making the big income that you're making right now. So for some people, it would be, you know, if you're making, let's say, you know, $500,000 a year, and then you go into retirement, but you're only spending $100,000 a year, yes, your income tax rate will probably lower. But if you're making, let's say, $75,000 a year, and you want all $75,000 in retirement, your taxes are probably going to be about the same. Now, that's income taxes. 
So the two taxes that go away when you reach retirement that do lower your tax bill, especially if you're self-employed, is Social Security taxation and Medicare tax. So those two taxes fall off, right? Because right now, as you're working, you're paying into the Social Security system. You're paying in some, your employer's paying in some. So when you're self-employed, you're paying both of those. It's around 15%. So you don't pay that tax in retirement. So actually, your taxes would go down. So it is a correct statement. It is a fact. But you don't know where tax rates may be in retirement. What if the brackets change? You know, the first four tax brackets right now are 10, 12, 22, 24%. If Congress does not do anything, they will reset in 2025 and go back to where they were in 2017, which is 10, 15, 25, 28. Well, that's an immediate tax increase, right? But who knows where they could be? What if they got to double them because of what they're all doing? So it depends. That's why you want to have somebody that looks at your retirement also from a tax lens, not just on an investment lens and a you know, asset allocation lens, that kind of stuff, but also taxation. And most financial advisors don't talk about that either because they don't know or they're not allowed. So we always look at things with a tax lens to make sure we can save you in taxes, which is more money you get to spend and enjoy in retirement. That's always good. That's always yeah. a good way to go about that. All right, so we're playing Fact or Fiction here on the program. If you've got questions, call Eric at 515-226-1500. Term life insurance is better than whole life insurance. Fact or Fiction? That is fiction for the most part. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, because term insurance could be handy for if you need coverage for a certain amount of time. You know, like I have both insurances. I have term insurance and I have a permanent insurance. That's why I call permanent. Whole life is what's called permanent, which means it's going to be there as long as you pay the premiums. It's going to be there as long as you're alive. And then if you pass, then it will happen. So kind of like renting versus owning insurance, if you will. But the thing about term insurance is you can get a lot of insurance for a small amount of money to cover specific things like mortgage. You know, I want my mortgage paid off, so I'm going to take out a term insurance policy, and if I die, it pays off the mortgage. Or, you know, I have kids that are still in the house and need to go to college, so I need a lot of insurance right now. But once they're out of the house and on their own, I maybe don't need as much. So that's why I went with term insurance. It's just it's more – you get a lot more coverage. But the problem is, is that 99.99% term insurance never gets paid out. Right, it expires. And so the insurance company just got that money. Now, when it does pay out, it's, you know, it is, uh, everyone complains about premiums on insurance, but no one complains about the payout, you know, when you get the benefit. Right. Everyone right. loves the benefit. But a lot of life insurance, term insurance never gets paid out because people don't die within the term. So if you look at the price, if you compare the price, it might be just a tad bit more to get more permanent coverage, but you know it's always going to be there. And then you can also structure them where you get your money back or, you know, there's all kinds of things, life insurance. It's a, it's very, uh, there's a, it's like a Swiss army knife. There's lots of different policies. They do lots of different things. And a lot of people don't understand it completely. Even the people selling it don't understand it completely. <laughs> right. But it's just a tool and you need to make sure the tool would work. But yes, um, it is, I would say it's fiction that term insurance is cheaper in the long run. Um, it's cheaper in the short term, but um, permanent coverage, it's never a bad idea to have some permanent coverage because Life insurance is one of the only things that will do exactly what you want it to do when you need it to do it. When you pass away, things change for your family. And so you can't leave them too much tax-free income. It's also one of the only ways to get tax-free money to people. So it's a great tool. Okay. All right. I think we can squeeze in a couple more here. Fact or fiction, Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. Fact or fiction? Uh, that is fiction. Now, Medicare is the base policy that you have, but you're going to need a supplemental policy to cover the holes that Medicare doesn't fill in. 
Medicare won't pay for long-term care. Um, you know, it's just it pays for basic hospital and those types of things. So you need a supplemental policy to fill the holes. You could go into what's called an Advantage plan, which covers both things. Um, and in some places, you have no premium, which is nice. Sure. It's okay. uh, the person in my office, Jared, who's my associate advisor. He's tasked with handling all that. So anytime a Medicare question comes in, I always have Jared talk to him. He's tracks the plans and does all that type of stuff for our clients and prospective clients. But yeah, Medicare does not cover everything. You definitely need a supplemental plan to go with that. Plus you're going to have some, you know, co-pays and things that you're going to put out of pocket. That's why the HSA is such a great idea to have because you get to access that money tax-free in retirement. So if you're contributing to an HSA right now, like I am, I tell my wife, don't pay out of that. Let that one grow and we can invest it even. And so when we're, you know, down the road, we can use that. But right now, if we have the money, just pay it out of pocket and let the HSA grow because it's one of the only accounts where you can put money in, get a tax deduction for putting money in, gross tax deferred, and if you take it out properly, it's tax-free. There's no other plan like that in the world that does that, okay? Because Roth IRAs, you don't get a deduction putting the money in, comes out tax-free, so it's even better than a Roth IRA in some instances. So that an HSA would be great to have, but you're also going to have some money just to pay for those. Fidelity estimated that the average couple age 65 will spend about $240,000 out of pocket on medical costs, not just Medicare costs, medical costs through retirement. Okay, so that's going to be copay, that's going to be, you know, unfortunately, maybe a nursing home stay or extra help around the house, things like that. So just be prepared that you're going to need some coverage to help with that and some assets to cover those uh, types of things in retirement. All right, and we've got one more, and then we're going to wrap up this section, and we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. But before we do, fact or fiction, as we get older, we should gradually shift from stocks to bonds. Fact or fiction? That is a fact, but I don't like just the other asset class. You need to wean from stocks, but okay. going into bonds is not necessarily the appropriate course of action. What it should be is you go from risk to safety. That should be the way you should go. You want things safer the closer you get to retirement. So easy thing is the rule of 100. You take your age, you subtract it from 100, and that's maybe the amount of money you should have of your portfolio in risk-based assets, which would be stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, those types of things. Your age, put a percentage behind, that's maybe the amount that should be in safer things. Bonds could be one of those things to use. There's also other things that you could use. So I wouldn't say stocks to bonds, but go from risk to safe. That's what you should be doing. But it also depends on other things that you have. That's why it's really hard to say, hey, you need to do this. You need to have a plan in place. You need to look at what your risk tolerance is, where's your income coming from, all those types of things. Then you can determine the right asset allocation. Planning comes first, then the selection of the investments comes second. So if you don't have that plan in place yet, then give us a call. We can help you with that. We can put you on the road to determine, okay, what tools should I be using? What kind of rate of return do I need to make to make my plan work? If my plan works at a lower rate of return, i got all kinds of different tools I can use. If I need a high rate of return, guess what? I'm probably going to have to be more stock-based. But you'll know that after meeting with us. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 
W-H-O. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.